0: 947 Kumu Kokua because Kumu cares. Talking story as we do every Aloha Friday with the Lieutenant Governor of Hawaii, Dr. Josh Green. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Governor, thank you for stopping by because it is an, an unusually big day for you. I think unusually busy, definitely.
1: It's busy, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, we could go today. In fact, the Gov and many of the leadership uh, across the state realize that we do have to uh, make some moves on reopening our state safely tourism mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. being kind of front and center of mind uh but how to do it safely and how to how to implement some of the controls that we have available to us to bring people back safely without having a surge of covid so i'll be presenting uh, you probably read about it a little bit today in the newspaper i'll be presenting a comprehensive plan uh, to the governor for his consideration uh about bringing people back with a test Mm -hmm. now alaska since we last spoke has launched their program and they're having significant success also different parts of the whole world are are beginning to do this especially uh, destinations that that require tourism for survival when you look at the numbers if we don't have testing we just were to open the borders and and have screening for temperature we would see a surge in covid and then the question is What's the impact of that? Can we tolerate that? Does it hurt us? Does it create, you know, extra risk of our kupuna dying? Mm -hmm. Um, By adding the test, it really continues to keep the curve very flat and gives us the reassurance that we can do it safely. So that's the kind of the crux of the proposal. The governor has to look at all the details and make sure it's safe. So the coalition, which we can talk about that I put together, uh, General Hara is helping me lead this effort, was expansive. Mm -hmm. and we really felt we needed to get buy-in from everybody and to let people know what it's going to look like if we ask travelers to have a test before they come in.
0: Sure. Right. Before, Since so much of this plan that you're about to discuss is predicated on testing, can you help us clear up just sort of like the the the, the base idea of it? Because I know in some previous conversations we've had, there's been some question about whether it's legal to require visitors to uh, incoming uh, travelers to uh, take a test. Has that changed? Uh, what, what's changed since then? N-
1: nothing, actually. Okay. Uh, the nuance is this, that you can can't require a test of someone, but you do have the control to continue the quarantine. And so mm-hmm. a couple days ago in the paper, uh, as we all saw, and, and this was after the governor's uh, major announcements about uh, opening up to inter-island travel and so on, uh, that the quarantine is, has been extended, uh, the travel quarantine to this day has been extended through July 31st. What this means is these are multiple layers of safety. Uh, though we can't legally Ask people to get a test, force them to get a test. We can legally tell them if you don't uh, get cleared to our satisfaction, you have to still do the 14 day quarantine. Oh. And so that's the balancing, uh, that's kind of the, the lever or the stick, if you will, that you have on controlling who comes into your state. Got it. And during the pandemic, that's the gov's prerogative. So what this will do is I'm, I'm simplifying, obviously, just so that we can kind of go through the basic today but if a person were to get a test and we have a national partner we'll be announcing uh in the in the coming hours the um if we have that national partner who has 1200 available spots across the country to test individuals and go simply go pay for a test it's all set up then they would be able to come in if it was within uh basically three to five days of uh of travel to Hawaii, that will decrease the risk by about seventy to eighty percent that anyone would test po- come in hot, come in positive. Uh, if people refuse to get a test, it's okay. Then they'll go into quarantine. Uh, one of the challenges, as we all know, is that policing the quarantine is very difficult. Uh, so we're putting in many layers of support. This is a this project, of course, is a, it's a labor of love because it takes a ton of coordination. We've had to get the airlines, the hotels all the travel leadership, all on board. Then there's the airports division. The Department of Health um, will certainly have a role, though we don't want to overwhelm them, so we'll want some contracted help. Uh, And communications. You have to really communicate this because when Alaska launched their plan with basically two days' notice, they found that they had only 25% of the people get the test, and then you know They're kind of working on the honor system, but the honor system won't keep you from spreading COVID, unfortunately. So lots of coordination, but this is the way to open things up. And if we do this, there's really good news. About 50,000 people can go back to work sooner. I'm not going to say the date, per se, because I want that to be determined by the governor. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And we'd like the gov, if, if he if he uh, ends up liking this proposal, which I, I really feel strongly he, he does and will, then he can make an announcement next week and give us you know, several weeks to get ready and bring those jobs back and then save the state about $100 million a month of oh. unemployment costs. Very cool. 94.7 mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Kumu. Uh, we are here speaking with uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green on Kumu Kokua for uh, Aloha Friday. Uh, just a question for me in terms of the testing. Uh, What's it going to look like? Regular because, test, yeah. Well, just because um, you know, people have been talking about. There's a lot of tests. There's not enough tests. You know, th- these kind of questions. So, for us, were you able to sort of secure that ahead of time? Because you were talking about a, a third-party company that's going to be helping yeah, us with that. Yeah.
1: So the um. So one of the pharmacy companies that's national. We've got a very good relationship with them they will be able to accommodate it with about 1,200 spots and people will just go in and get the swab. And, and, it's as, a, and it's a, is it a faster test? Like? In this case, the uh, average length of time to get the test result will be 2.1 days. And yeah. people would still be able to go to their regular physician or other places if they went and got the regular PCR test. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. As other tests become more effective, less expensive, that would be ad- absolutely adequate also. Mm-hmm. It,
2: and, and the tourists pay for it themselves? Before the tourists pay for it
1: themselves. We're having a debate. It? I'm sorry? How much is it? Uh, it it ain't cheap, but it's, um, it's well I, I'll tell you this. The standard has been about $120 that Medicare uh, pays for, the okay. CMS payment, it's a little higher from the private sector, and we're negotiating that right now with them. Uh, there's discussion of whether or not we should subsidize it a little bit in order to make sh- the test very available, uh, mm. but I think using our taxpayer dollars is going to probably be better spent on our own people that's where we should put the incentive. And we're gonna find a, a low enough price point that it doesn't deter tourism. I want people to see the big picture on this. The governor uh, has allowed now for inter-island travel, which opens on the 16th without quarantine, so it should be pretty low risk. We've had a little bump, little little nudge up on the numbers because of Memorial Day and graduations, and we're gonna see, I'd say, sometime about mid-next week, probably a, a small bump from the, the protest, that, and that's okay. You know, I think we're going to be fine. I'm sure we will be. Uh, But having said that, we've opened up inter-island travel. Then the next two main openings are safe places, safe places as determined by uh, the governor, the attorney general, General Hara, Department of Health. Safe places are places where we have similarly low rates like Japan. So once they announce those, we'll have safe places that can open up. No need to test. No need quarantine because they're just like us. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's safe places. And then travel with Aloha or or a pre-travel test. That is for places, I don't want to say that are unsafe. They just don't have, they have not suppressed the virus yet. And so in order to make them safe, this was the idea that I had. To make them safe, we create the environment. And to create an environment of safety, you add that layer of a test. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you've lowered the rate of risk. And then we can open up. You're
0: listening right now to uh, 94.7 Kumu, Kumu Kukua. We're talking with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Um, So does that worry you, those bumps that we are seeing right now?
1: Uh, I worry about kind of everything, uh, you know, (laughs) statewide. This we know, (laughs) yes. Because Uh I I spend most of my time um, gaming out scenarios in which we're going to be okay. And so whenever you see a little bump, look, I loved it when it was zero and one, but I I think that it's important that we share with people very openly. We're going to see at least small numbers uh, for the for the rest of this year, every day, mm-hmm. of some COVID, certainly deep into the fall, and we'll just keep updating you guys every day. The, uh, the probability is there's always going to be some simmering COVID, especially because opening up to the mainland, where they have, you know, 350 million people, and opening over, over time to Asia, there's going to be some disease, but... We'll be able to monitor it well. We can do 5,000 tests a day here in case there's ever a surge. We have more tracers, which is super valuable. And the addition of this test, thats in, in my mind, that was the holy grail because, first of all, I, I talked to hundreds and hundreds of people, and I can tell you almost, it's as close to unanimous as you can imagine. There are a few outliers, very few. People want some kind of reassurance that mm-hmm. we're safe and that we're not going to get a surge in in disease from the mainland. Now, keep in mind, most of the disease we've had from the mainland travels our own people. When we've traveled and we've been in Vegas or other places, if we've been sick, we come home and we live here, and that's when it spreads, that's probably 60 to 65%. But the sheer volume of the number of people that are about to return needs to be done safely. Otherwise, we can't. we would not be able to manage, if you had 40 cases a day, suddenly, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's over 400 over a two-week cycle that you're always trying to trace and track, and they're they're visitors, and you don't know if they're going to respond. We would get spread, and the spread would go out of control, and then we would see um, damage, collateral damage to our people. So my goal is to take whatever that number would be, say 30, I would say, from travelers, Mm -hmm. and hack it down 80% so that we get down to five or six, easily managed... We will do all that we have to do. We'll still have other screening methods, of course, at the airport, temperature checks, the thermal scanners, lots of data from the from the people. But mm-hmm. you can't be perfect unless you did decide to put kind of a, um, an airtight seal around one state. An airtight seal would suffocate you.
0: Um, the question of uh, travelers and 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 that sort of uncertainty with what they may or may not be carrying, does your new plan that you're discussing today with the governor uh, include something about how to keep closer tabs on the people who flout quarantine or who may try to get you know outside of this testing? Does that proposal include something for that?
1: Uh, well, it does to the extent that actually today the mayors and the governor have uh, have some plans to announce some very important things about. Uh, kind of keeping track of individuals that are traveling between the islands and a seamless proposal to coordinate with law enforcement so uh, they're on that and see that's that's a good thing because as we know the mayors of each county are responsible for uh, their police departments and so that kind of coordination was necessary the gov's team of course we have uh, the sheriff's department but that's a much much smaller entity and chips in and there's other there's other law enforcement around but obviously we're not using you know the federal law enforcers Uh, that's not appropriate for this but having the police in a fully coordinated way is critical also we need to support their effort because it's really difficult to to sift through the many thousands of people that that come and look a traveler with covid looks exactly like the same as a traveler without covid until they get super sick and then believe Mm -hmm. me they're in the hospital or laying in their hotel bed Mm -hmm. so uh we need to help law enforcement get this done we need to help uh just the overall travel system uh, do good intake and a lot of what's going on right now is department of health setting up their forms and their travel processes at the airport so we will spend some money from the uh, cares act on all of these things we will invest in a lot of good um programs that are going to provide some i'd say confidence Uh, but the test is a a signature point that I've been pressing, and I kind of think that once we have that in place, people are going to feel comfortable that we can open and look. Then we can ratchet things up or down a little bit, but at least we will know that we've begun the process of opening hotels. Restaurants are open already. Airplanes, mm-hmm. uh, the airports. What I expect is we'll will ask the governor to make an announcement on this mid by midweek next week, and then I can give you every last detail of the plan. Uh, assuming he's fine with it, which I believe he will be. So that way, all these partners know with a date certain when they can open and they can bring people back. One of the things we're up against is um, at the end of the month, we're going to start losing the federal uh, unemployment you know, boost. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. That's going to cut everyone's in, in, um, uh, income who's been on unemployment by half. Mm-hmm. So that's a game changer. And then within another couple months, the state's unemployment monies will dry up unless we re-inject money, which we will uh, for those who remain unemployed, but we can't continue on at 20%, 22%. -hmm. So all this has to be fixed, and so there's nothing gonna be perfect, but this will be the closest approximation of perfect for protection, and opening the economy. Mm.
2: That's great. Uh, 94.7 Kuma, we are here speaking with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. It's his uh, weekly update as he joins us uh, on the Rise and Drive. Uh, And so uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask, you know, we got a lot of people want to go to Vegas. We got a lot of people want to go to Disneyland. And I got a lot of people, you know, they have these family trips that were planned that kind of got thrown out. So within the context of this plan that you have, how does it work for us? If we go and come back from a trip, Is that the same thing or do we fall under that? Mm -hmm. That's a great
1: question. So we we have addressed that in the plan. So what the expectation is, if people go for a very short trip, a test, a screening test is gonna be too soon. So we will give uh, additional health recommendations for returning uh, residents if they've gone for less than a week. So if if people are gone for less than seven days, what it looks like, at least what the current recommendation will look like, is that we will ask people To socially distance upon return Mm -hmm. and to get a test five days after return Mm -hmm. that would be the the optimal situation uh whether or not it's a mandate we'll discuss that but i think that uh for less than a week no big deal if you travel for more than a week just think of yourself as any traveler to hawaii it would be beneficial and you'd need to get that test and for that i do think we should subsidize the test or even offer a free test here in Hawaii, when you get back, mm. so specifically
0: will, for Kamaaina, you for talking Kama about? Ina, yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> let, me, let me also mention that I, I didn't give this detail. It's just going to be for adults. Uh, mm-hmm. Under eighteen, we won't be requiring that because mm. people will be traveling. Children will be traveling with their parents, and you can bet that if if someone gets a an infection, it's very likely to run through the family yeah. that way. Also, we didn't think that adding extra cost to someone because you know we're probably talking about a hundred dollars plus per test. Yes, and so what we're going to tell people, you can be sure that returning travelers are going to have um, rules against visiting nursing homes, uh, any institutions, going into hospitals for two weeks. That, mm. There's no question that we will have some additional recommendations for uh, returning travel. Mm. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying we're going to have quarantine for people or they can't go back to work, but expect ex- you know expect to not be able to go to the places that are high risk. 94-7 Kumu Kokua because Kumu Cares.
2: 94.7 Kumu, we are here in studio with uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. It's Devin. Yeah, and Desmi. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you, Lieutenant Governor, for stopping by, as you always do. We really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, and
0: uh, we've got the Lieutenant Governor here talking and uh, giving us an update on some big news happening. If you're just tuning in, he is talking about a proposal that he is getting ready to present to Governor David Ige for his consideration for reopening tourism in Hawaii. Lieutenant
2: Governor, do me a favor, because just in case people are just joining us and uh, heard only part of this plan and all of a sudden are going, what, what, we're opening <laughs> up. Uh, that, that's not exactly what the Lieutenant Governor is saying. Um, so uh, can you just walk me through, if I'm, if I'm a person living in California, I decide I, I have this trip that I had planned to Hawaii a long time ago, uh, I, I'm ready to come in. Uh, I'm ready to visit with my wife yes uh, what, what is the procedure so I have to go to the doctor under, uh, the, under
0: this proposal yeah under uh, this
2: proposal under this we
1: proposal uh, we will announce that uh, the pharmacy that's a national pharmacy chain will have a test available and you would just go on their website and they will they will take you in and do the swab that's it no need a doctor's appointment no need a referral n- no need an order from a healthcare provider a nurse practitioner you'd go do it you also could go to your doctor you could also go um, to anyone who's running the test the the P, the basic PCR test and get it and then you'd bring your result your negative result with you uh,
2: and you need to, would you need to go have a negative result like two days before traveling, three days before traveling Is yeah,
1: that... the goal would be th- within three days within of your travel. Okay. The, it's likely for logistic purposes you will schedule the test three to five days before mm-hmm. you'll get the test and then it'll be done. and it, we don't we don't have to have a hundred percent success to make this work, but we need, pretty darn good, Um, you know, we need pretty darn good uh, success rates.
0: Um, I I have to ask you, with all this talk about testing and having this national partner uh, Mm -hmm. doing testing of incoming uh, uh, visitors, um, who's going to be in charge of certifying that the results are legit? Do we have safeguards for that in the proposal that you're going to be presenting?
1: Yes, we do. So um, with our national partner, uh, one of the one of the conditions is we're going to pay uh, a fee, a management fee, an administrative fee, as the state of Hawaii, mm-hmm. so that it's all automated, so that we get all the results, and that we get guarantees that they're done before people's travel. Mm. So we will get them in duplicate. So if someone shows up with a phone, if they go to the 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 um, kind of arduous purpose of cheating it or something, we will have their result anyway, and we'll we'll tell them, you know, we'll tell them when they get the test, just so you know. You know, your your result will be shared with um you know with the entry folks over in Honolulu International Airport and the other airports. Mm-hmm. So there will be lots of coordination. Uh, if someone goes to another healthcare provider, we'll ask for the phone number of the provider. We're not really worried too much that there will be a lot of cheating because if people do, they would be subject to the standard penalty which we have, which is breaking quarantine. You're facing up to five thousand dollars in fines and up to one year in jail. We also have mm-hmm. an tr- interesting some people who are in industry starting small little uh, projects where they're uh, having websites and so on where if you go and got your test, they're going to reward them with a gift or a fun bracelet or whatever. So there's going to be a lot of that. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. Also, I can already see the wheels uh, spinning in the minds of our best uh, executives in the hotel and, and airline industry where if people do this and take the time to travel to Hawaii and they've they've paid, you know, 100, 150 bucks for tests, right, to get in, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to stay longer. And so there's lots of incentives that we'll put into place. Uh, I can't speak for which hotels will do what, but I do know that this will very likely be an economic boon for the state. And it will give all of our, you know, all of our tourism industry an opportunity to choose whether they're ready to get going or not.
0: A lot of people, indeed, have been uh, in on this proposal. It didn't just come out of your head. Can you talk about this Hui, yeah. the so-called Hui that has uh, uh, had input on this proposal?
1: It may be 100 people now that have weighed in with wow. different parts of it. Uh, for instance, um, Hawaiian Airlines has had their top people with us constantly. And when I say top, I mean like their CEO and their their chief officers working with us and then working with airports and figuring out what's possible. Um, the pharmacy entity with dozens of people have helped us. We've reached out to Alaska to talk to their folks. Our Department of Health leadership has given me some input. Of course, our airports division. Then you've got the hotel guys. Those guys alone, I think it was 25 individuals at different times. Uh, and you add my whole team, some of the governor's team. Uh, and then there's other folks that, you know, whether they're CDC officials or Uh, I I failed to mention uh, clinical labs been really great helping us uh, giving us advice so all these different entities and each of them have five or six people that are working up the problem so I hope I'm not really forgetting anybody I'm sure I am because there's just so many great people that have been working on this but by looking at all these different angles we see that it's possible and doable Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii Tourism Authority very very important in this process so We've got them, many of the medium sized businesses like Ed Schultz and others have weighed in because they know that if this goes much longer, if we get into August without some economic activity, there will be some more significant shutdowns, more car dealerships will go down, more um, mom and pop businesses that have been going for 70 years. So it has to open up on some level and having this as part of, this is really part of the screening process. I've I've spent a lot of time talking to our Attorney General, who's been great in this uh, regard. This is not some special thing separate. This is fully integrated into the screening process.
2: Uh, 94.7 Kumu, we're here with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, uh, his weekly update to us about the COVID thing. And speaking of updates, okay, so uh, Esme and I both earlier in the week saw the thing... The one who said, oh, no, there's no such thing as community spread. There isn't, you know, oh, you can Oh,
0: uh, yeah, from yeah. the World Health Organization the, talking about we, uh, asymptomatic uh, uh, spread being extremely rare. And then they had to backtrack And then they, and then they backtracked back. and we went, what right. the heck's going on? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it was a fool's uh, errand to suggest that there wasn't any community spread or asymptomatic spread. So once, once everyone raged against them for probably selling out to get money from the federal government again, they realized their credibility is too important. And by the time I woke up the next morning after having to have my phone blow up with that, you know, <laughs> people telling me I was wrong, but then they were like, oh, sorry. Yeah, the CDC just reversed. It actually yeah. is a problem.
0: Uh, Ruby is asking whether that lawsuit uh, that was being, uh, uh, they were saying they were suing uh, the state, I think, uh, to try to say that the uh, shutdowns were illegal and, and that things should open right away. Was is, is, Ruby is asking, was that the impetus for this proposal that you're coming with now, which seems to have, the, the action of it seems to be quite... Quite quick, right? You said over the past three to five days uh, you guys have been working on it.
1: It it doesn't. It didn't. Okay. Although um, my plan does beat the lawsuit, you know, because we'll, <laughs> we'll be open. It'll make uh, it moot. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But the uh, we did get sued two days ago, but I was working on this five days ago. It was actually six days ago. I was on call last weekend, but I was working on it. And um, so we had most of the initial meetings done. The initial meeting's done by Monday at 5 p.m. I think the lawsuit got announced on Wednesday. Uh, we knew a lawsuit was coming eventually, and it doesn't. Lawsuits don't bother me too much unless they're actually suing me personally, which I would not like. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's gonna. It was bound to happen. Uh, that would play out the courts over many months, though, and I'm not so sure unless someone got an injunction that would affect us. But uh, assuming it, it did help my case though i have to say in this Mm. plan because no one likes to have to deal with lawsuits i always intended to do what's safe and right not what's threatened legally
0: george is asking will testing be applicable to international travelers
1: uh we would have the same standard for people when they got here uh unless they came from a safe place that was designated so let's say someone was traveling from um england and they were coming to hawaii they would also have to go get uh the COVID test and and do it three to five days before that's all it would be. Uh, the uh, The quarantine would go then go into effect for them. So what I think could ha- very well happen is the gov could and should I think um, like this the rest of the details of this proposal. He will then probably uh, call put it into place and still extend the quarantine um, for travelers again maybe another month or two months unless you got your test. So. It gives us the remember you have to have that uh, muscle behind it because if not, no one would get the test, mm. it would become mm-hmm. a moot point, mm. yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. yeah, yeah. I like the idea of having that wristband actually, yeah. Maybe we could have QR code or something <laughs> that's embedded with right, that's embedded with this is your testing information, blah blah blah, and then that way because they can't fake that, right? They go it's up a, the QR and boom, mm-hmm. it's going to
1: probably be branded. And uh, and it, I, the, the word is this, this gentleman who's been a you know an, an executive in the tourism industry for decades uh, is going to give all the any any proceeds to charity mm. oh, i think okay. they're going to buy the oh, nice. band for a couple bucks and and then give whatever else uh i believe it's to rise which is the the uh the homeless shelters for, oh, wow. for adolescents. Right. So, okay. And then okay. you'd have that bracelet. It'll look cool. It probably looked like an Aloha thing. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah.
0: It'd be a collector's right. item. Uh, one of our listeners, Linda in Eva, is asking all these, uh, the conversation about testing and everything, does this have an impact on when gatherings will be allowed for Kama'aina here? Like, where is that in the conversation? Uh,
1: that's not specifically part of this conversation, mm-hmm. although the governor is now vetting one by one the mayor's proposals on the size of gatherings. It, everything of course does feed into it because what happens is a lot of our, our loving family members are going to go back to work at the hotels or at the airlines. And then they, they have to be kept safe because if they're safe, then good. First birthday parties are safe. Weddings are safe. You know, everything's safe. If they are forced to take care of a large number of individuals that are sick or who have virus, you know, kind of coming out of them, then, uh, they're going to transmit it to us in big gatherings, whether it's 50 or 100 people. So all of the all roads for safety lead back to this added level of security, plus all the screening that's going to be has been proposed by the Department of Health. And then we get through the fall. And we're fine. We'll have some new disaster someday, but um, but it's not going to be a virus, at least the next time. I'm hoping for some nice, you know, kind of regular disaster like a hurricane. <laughs> Uh, Hurricanes, we'll take care of people, make them safe, and then we'll Mm -hmm. rebuild roofs. But Mm. uh, this kind of thing, holy cow! Yeah, Yeah. can't see it. Don't know how much of it. A lot of the time, and then it keeps coming, wave after wave. So uh, let's hope we end this by the fall for sure.
2: I had one final question actually for you, with regards to the other states that are having these large breakouts of of the disease coming out. What do you foresee? Are are they? I mean, I. I don't mean for you to speak for them, yeah. but I kind of am because yeah. I just want to know: do you do you see them doing that thing where they got to shut down again?
1: Yes, they are. They're going to. Um, what's going to happen is they were pressured politically to open up, and, and people were getting tired and frustrated. But yeah. there's a, um, a kind of a big election coming out, coming up in November, and so <laughs> governors all across the country were th- were threatened or pressured by, uh, you know, the federal government to get it going, to open up, to start. Um, downplaying the risk of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they opened up and they were hoping they could roll the dice and the summer months would immediately kill the virus. Well, it decreases the virus when you're outside and it's hotter, but it doesn't knock it out. And this this simply is something that if you don't have immunity, you're going to catch. So they're seeing surges. They're going to have problems at their hospitals and other parts of the country that, that did the hard work, and the people made the sacrifice. And let me say thank you to all of our people in Hawaii for the sacrifices that you've made these last three months. Uh, They have paid off, and they should be made to continue to pay off, which is why I'm pushing for this kind of policy. Those other states, they're going to be punished for that political mistake, and there will be extra casualties, there will be extra fatalities, there will be uh, likely a need to reverse fields and shut down. And that was that was pretty stupid. So mm. I think um, I think we've made very good decisions here. Kudos to the gov and to the mayors' hard work. I you know I I disagree with them sometimes, but these are tough decisions that everybody uh, has made. And and now's the time to take that next level of safety and safety and risk. Right, a little extra risk by having tourism reopen, but get the economic benefit. But put the added layer of of protection on it mm-hmm. and. That is the road, in my opinion.
0: Did you have more questions? I said
1: final
2: question and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) I'm going to be nice to him because I know that the lieutenant governor has to go and uh, put for his meeting as well.
0: And uh, by the way, the, the lieutenant governor has always uh, been very generous with his time. He's been with us here every Friday since what? Since this thing began. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for taking yeah. the time. We appreciate it. Yes. And we look forward to uh, next week's visit because I think you'll have a It'll lot be, more details to share on that if proposal. He's,
2: if he's walking in with a banner and like, <laughs> confetti and stuff, he's throwing it in there. I like, know, okay, right. I guess yeah, it yeah. went well.
1: We'll <laughs> hope. And we'll, we'll, certainly, we'll certainly get some significant changes uh, for the better. Uh, mm. But I'm I'm pushing hard to have a full comprehensive plan that that really meets the gov's needs yeah. and all the people's mm. needs. So keep your fingers crossed, everybody. And um, in a week we'll have the plan, and then a few weeks later the launch. And that's you know I think that's the expectation that people have of of us mm. in government to meet to meet our needs and make some decent decisions, even if we've erred on the side of of uh, conservative co- conservative caution a little bit hard this one was uncertain. The, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the uncertainty levels of a virus like this were sufficient that you you just didn't want to wake up and find out, oh my God, it's even more lethal than we thought. So um, just thanks, everybody, and uh, I, I'll i have updates for you next week.
2: Thank you very much, Lieutenant Governor, for stopping by, and he is the only Lieutenant Governor of the state of anywhere that gives out his phone number.
1: Yes. Right? People, <laughs> dude, yeah. I, got more, I got more questions about that
2: this weekend. They're like, is that really his number? Uh, like, yeah, can, actually can, it is. They're like, can you give it to me? I said, Sure, because yeah. actually he, he doesn't mind giving you
1: his phone yeah, number. Share no, sure it
0: one more time. Uh, yeah, call yeah.
1: me um, or text me. Really, is preferable. Nine three seven oh nine nine one. Nine three seven oh nine nine one. If you've got an emergency, uh, if it's kind of just basic, um, think it through. But if you have an emergency, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm there. Uh, I've answered some fun questions, but I've answered a lot of really serious ones. And if you know if your family's in crisis, I'll, I'll get you some help. Oh, that is awesome. That's awesome. Thank All right, thank you, Lieutenant
0: right. Governor.